From the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre. Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we are talking about Jackie Chan's new Fist of Fury. Directed by Lo Wei. Man, there are so, so many Lo Wei title cards at the beginning of this one. Well, and it actually depends on the version you see, but yeah, one the, the, the correct version, there's another one that starts after all that, but he does have a big old six minutes in the, uh, in the original version that you clearly saw. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's kind of a low-way production, and <laughs> low-way is bringing it to you, and low-way's the man, and, you know, it's got this great, ridiculous, like, 70s music in this uh, spiralized opening sequence. It was pretty cool. Yeah, well, like I, I again, if the you know the scene where you get Jackie coming in about six or seven minutes into the the film, that there's other versions of this that if you look, you can look them up online because they're they're there. That starts with that scene, so the the credits are playing over Jackie Chan running up and down the alley with with the guy, and um, it actually it's weird because they don't even have the, the 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 dialogue. It's just silent. They're talking to each other. Their lips are moving while the credits are popping up, but you don't <laughs> you don't. I, and I think the reason they did that there was some distributors in the in the West that thought let's just start it on Jackie Chan because if you know they, I don't know people are gonna want to sit through the six minutes of you know low way talking to the the prior cast of the movie as they prepare them. That makes sense. Um, I read something that. Um this wasn't actually put out until Jackie sort of hit it with uh, Drunken Master. Then they were like, well, you know, we've got a little something in the, you know, in the vaults that we can pull out and, and do this. Because right, you said it, the first thing that happens is Jackie as the standard clown comedian, you know, he has no skills and he's messing with people saying he's going to kick their asses and he gets his ass kicked. Yep. Yep. Which is interesting when you think about it because... I, you know who decided to go that way you know what i mean it seems so natural that they would have gone completely the other direction and put in a you know like a bruce lie kind of character into this so it's sort of interesting that they really i mean i know jackie is compared to compared to what he he does later in his career he's still playing it pretty comical and sort of you know vulnerable you know yeah for sure i read um that his character in this ah long is meant to be the brother of chen Zen. Well, I don't think it was necessarily meant to be his brother, but I think there's a translation where they they make it you know make it that way to make the association. Um, 
you know, the, the, the actual original title of the film is translated as the new Ching Wu men. So in other words, they're really kind of going, these are going to be the new people coming in since, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce is obviously gone. And, and I, you know, they were, they were trying to, in one hand, you know, make their sequel and make their connections to Bruce, which we can talk about as we go through this. But they, um, you know, they were also trying to create a new group of people. And that was interesting because at this time, while they were shooting this, Bruce Lai was doing Fist of Fury Part 2. And so you had kind of these dueling sequels to Fist of Fury uh, going on at the same time. That's really crazy. Because, uh, frankly, um, Jackie, he, he was you know, sort of young and cheesy. And uh, Bruce Lai, from everything I've seen him in, he's he is like a professional. He comes across so cool. He is just so good-looking, fit, and he's such a great martial artist. <laughs> and, yeah. you know... It's it's one of those classic things that we all know Jackie had been around for a long time. It, he'd been a stunt double, and that was kind of his thing. So um, I read something about how I think it was even Lo Wei had paid for Jackie to have the quote-unquote eyelid tuck that made his eyes look more Western. You know, I don't know if he did or not, because it did come later. I, I mean, they did work together a few times, so, I mean, it's, you know, who knows if that was, if that's where it came from, but... Uh... I mean, certainly Jackie wasn't hurting later for money. He couldn't have done that himself, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm at, I'm at the mercy of the internet and random people with random stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know that at Low Way, I don't know if he paid for it, but apparently he did, you know, recommend it to Jackie. And as a matter of fact, Jackie Chan, even in his his um, his memoir that he wrote, he says, you should do something about your eyes because the audience likes big eyes and there's an operation that will take care of that. So, he, you know, he did tell him that, whether he paid for it or not, I don't know. But it, did, it definitely started there. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, he he's always been fantastic. I mean, Jackie's fast and he's acrobatic and he's he's always been pretty cool. And even in this, he you could see that they were, you know, it was sort of the... They say like this was one of his first starring roles, but you could see he really... Maybe he doesn't have the look, but he's definitely got the charisma. There's that great scene in the beginning with the Border Patrol and Nora Mao and all of that. Um, and, you know, he's like, first off, he likes her. So he's just sort of like elbowing his uncle or whatever. Right. <laughs> and it was really funny. And then, you know, uh, it was just sort of a tongue in cheek. I mean, the Border Patrol was ridiculous. They were sexist. And it was just all set up so that guy named uh lo chin chow i think is it was yeah they had the one picture in the drawer of him so it was this big setup for this one scene and what's your name i'm lon chung lon chung hey are you sure this is your real name I bet you've got another name, haven't you? You're a damn rebel. Come here to make trouble. Well, I'm afraid we've been waiting for you. Damn! Oh yeah, yeah. They did that, and I, and I. That's what I kind of. This this movie, what I, you know, it's sort of an interesting one to watch because it's sort of one of the few that's a real a real authentic um sequel you know and and so there's and and when you so when you watch this and then you watch it compared to fist of fury 2 and see the different directions they go in but at the same time they're all trying to have this 
sort of homage to Bruce Lee and, and carry that through in their own sort of unique, creative, in some cases, sort of scandalous ways, you know? Yeah, totally. So let me get this straight, um, just in my head. So this is the new Fist of Fury, which is the official sequel to Fist of Fury, and they were both done with by Lo Wei. But then there is the Fist of Fury 2, right. which is still based on the same timeline, like the same... Uh, you know, Chen Zen and stuff, right? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same uh, timeline. The it's every. In fact, they you know because for instance, Nora Mao was used in this one. Um, they couldn't have her in the other one. So the movie that other one, Visafuria, opens up with the the funeral of Bruce Lee, and she's there carrying the coffin, but you can't see her face. And then she kills herself right at the beginning and drops onto the coffin because she's so depressed. So they got rid of her. But they had okay. a couple of the other actors from um, from the original film that didn't get used in Lo Wei's film. Like uh, Tian Fang is one of the one who played the, the master, or not the master, but like the guy that was running the school when Bruce Lee came to do it. Um, came to it in um, Fist of Fury. So they, they have a couple of the actors from the first one, including uh, Philip Cofes in there. Um, and then this one has a couple other actors. So they were they were kind of sharing the cast <laughs> while they were making these films. Okay. Now, so the Fist of Fury 2, that is the one I can get my hands on, right? That's not the... Yeah, you can, and it's yeah. a really, it's a good one to get a lot of people... Uh, you know, and I know even Bruce Lai, when I went to see Bruce Lai last year, he was saying, you know, he, he likes this film a lot, mainly because he wasn't having to play Bruce Lee in this one. He was playing like a relative of his, but it meant he could still be his own. Rather, he wasn't playing Bruce Lee or a sort of replica of Bruce Lee. He was getting to play his own character, even though he's related to the character Bruce Lee was playing. So he felt kind of like it freed him up a little bit, even though they were egging him on to act like Bruce Lee, <laughs> etc. you right. know. Um, where in here, you know, you have this, there's this, you know, you have Jackie pretty much being Jackie in the beginning of the film and then later gets sort of pressed into being a little bit more of a, a Bruce Lee character, which, you know, he's, he'll always say when you, you see interviews with him about this, he's like, oh, that just was not the right way to go with me, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I actually recently, um, I was looking for what he, what he's doing today. I know you've seen him, you know, interviewed him. But I was like looking for like kind of a modern interview, but I found this one on YouTube um, of Bruce Lai, and you know he's just talking about his kind of what he he'd been doing some stunt stuff and some choreography, and you know he really wanted to be an actor. And so far, what I you know from the movies that you've set me up to watch, he's played Bruce Lee at this point twice, The Man, The Myth, right, and in um, in Bruce Lee's Secret. In both cases, Bruce Lai is like you playing know, a Bruce Lee character he's, essentially he's yeah playing the part of Bruce Lee right. but he's not trying to be Bruce Lee well he he yeah i mean that because i think partly that's just his personality because one of the things he clearly said to me over and over again was like i did not want i wanted to pay respect to him so when he would do some of these films he was trying to honor him by being as good as he as an actor as he could as good as a fighter as he could but he goes when it felt like they were trying to get me to pretend to be him he goes i you know outside of the the homage we're clearly trying to pay in this movie it would make him uncomfortable so i i think that's why you know he um he i think he comes through more you know more for for fans you know where they they like him more than some of the uh, i mean everybody likes all these different actors i get it but i think he really has a stronger fan base because i think there was a certain organic um 
uh, what am I trying to say? Like a, a real, he really wanted to pay a tribute to him rather than be him. Because I can tell you, and this is a little off the record story, yeah. you know, that, I mean, off the record, here we are on a podcast, but where um, I'll just say somebody I know who actually was around in Hong Kong at the time and doing these movies and went to Bruce Lee's house a couple of times. He's, he told me, he said, my God, he was like, he thought he was Bruce Lee. He was like, he had the 10 yeah. units and he'd put them on. He'd go, look at my muscles. And he would, he was like, he would constantly walk around the state of being <laughs> Bruce Lee, you know? And so, yeah, um, you know, how, how hard would it be? You get some muscles and you twitch your nose and there you, you go. You, you <laughs> if it was just that easy, right? I feel like Jackie was very, this was like a Samo kind of thing, you know, clumsy loser, but then they tried to throw in the patriotism Mm -hmm. and they tried to kind of bring it back around to Japanese versus Chinese. And um, I love that one of the the whole like beginning of this and kind of how we get the story going is that Jackie steals the box of nunchaku. Right. (laughs) That's a big thing here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, yes, the symbol at this point of Bruce Lee. Like, you know, it's, it's great. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it it turns on him. He gets his ass beaten almost to death. And uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes um, is when uh, Akumura, the, the, you know, the bad guy, the dad. First off, he is fit as hell. And they try to assassinate yeah. him, right? <laughs> so, oh, it was so good. So he kind of catches a reflection in the water that he's like swimming in, bathing in, whatever. And he sees a couple guys up in the rafters and he just jumps in the water. They throw daggers at him. He more or less catches them, throws right. them at the guys. The guys fall into the water. <laughs> then there's this just this random dude on the side that thinks he's going to still be tough enough to take out Akamura. He goes up there. He beats the hell out of him. Random guy also in his underwear decides to do a sneak attack. He pulls out a dagger and then Akamura catches it in his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Chen Singh, yeah. <laughs> I just have to tell you, that whole sequence was that made this whole movie. Like I could just watch that over and over again. Yeah, no, it, there's some there's some moments in this and but it's it is kind of funny to watch this movie and, and watch other films that Lur Wade had directed because he you know when you know a lot of people that are especially the Bruce Lee fans, they talk about how Bruce Lee took such a uh, um, and made such an effort during the filming, particularly of Fist of Fury. The big boss, it's sort of like he was new. He didn't really have a lot to say or do. It was kind of out of his element. But by the time he was doing New Fist of Fury and he was always a proven, uh, a pr- proven star, there's a lot of people that mention how he was so involved in the shooting of the movie. You know, like he really took a you know, an input. And when you watch Lowe's other, and this is true of Enter the Dragon too, they say the same thing that, you know, Enter the Dragon, you know, with Bob Klaus, Bruce right. Lee. Had, and it's so, I have to say, when you start watching these guys' other films, like when you watch, um, you watch um, Robert Klaus's movies like Jim Cotta or Black Belt Jones, etc., that he did later, you really go, God, it just doesn't have quite the same flair as Enter the Dragon. And it's true of Low Way. <laughs> you know, when he did New Fist of Fury, I mean, there's a very different element to the way this is shot. Um, and I just, you just sometimes got to wonder, did Bruce maybe have a little bit of an input? Because at the same time, Way of the Dragon, which is the one that Bruce Lee wrote and directed himself, I got to I got to say is one of I thought the weaker films in a way that he's done just because from a from a standpoint of visually it, it seemed to be lacking um, a creativity and a structure 
Um, so it's a re- it's it always kind of baffles me. And I always watch these films and try to find common connections. And I like I do that a lot with New Fist of Fury. You know, I've seen it a number of times, and and I try to see the style of this compared to the style of the first film, which the first film was shot mostly on sound stages. You know, where this one is right. largely outside. You know, there's definitely a brighter feel to this movie where the first one's a little darker, a little moodier. You know. Yeah, you wouldn't even think that the time the times were the same, you know, that they're based in. It was so, like, something about Fist of Fury, it was so clean, and you said it, it all looked like it was, like, just built on a stage. Uh, it could have been a play, where this had a lot of, like, outdoor stuff, uh, a lot of that same feeling that you got from the big boss. Yeah, I think that's true. Maybe, and that's probably even a better comparison, you know, it's like, uh, and maybe that's what it is, you know, you, you get out sometimes on location, and and you're a little bit more run and gun, and your camera's probably a little more handheld, and it's, you're not as structured. But that's that's a good point. Yeah. I even you know I didn't even I didn't think of that. But I think um, you know. Um, uh, but something you'd brought up earlier that I wanted to address, which I always find is interesting, is that there there's this these motifs, these like symbols, these things that particularly with the Bruce Ploitation films that tend to be used in in place of Bruce Lee not being there that get used as a means for us to identify those movies with Bruce Lee. And in this case and in and other cases you know as well then the nunchaku becomes that device, you know, especially the yeah. way it's handled in this how like you said it's in the box, it's very like <laughs> it's like this piece of you know this sacred yeah, icon. It's sacred. Yeah, exactly. And and I just I always find that really interesting because that's the way to and it's actually in Fist of Fury Part Two. It has a slightly, to a lesser degree, but is used in a similar way too. That Bruce Lee's new Chaku from the first film shows up and <laughs> in the movie. So, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, well, let me jump off there. I want to hear what your favorite scene was. I, I I mean, for me, I mean, it's not even really a fight scene. I just I love the whole sequence around where they're doing the Christ like thing with him, you know, where he's like he's mounted onto this <laughs> onto this, you know, the boards and he's walking down the streets just like, you know, and this is where his rebirth is and his, <laughs> you know, Jackie becomes Bruce Lee, essentially. And so I, I just always, you know, I just always found that part really kind of funny and humorous to me. Oh, yeah. You know? It was so crazy, you know, the biting the finger and the blood and mm-hmm. um I love the, the, I call it the winger speech, uh, but, you know, he has the chopstick scene of he breaks them in front of everybody all dramatically, and he says, see, anybody can break a couple, but can anybody here break this whole bunch? No, because, you know, together we can totally kick the frickin' Japanese's ass. And that was hilarious. <laughs> all right. Everyone listen. Look. One. And two. But can anyone break the whole bundle? If so, I'll be his slave for life. Can anyone do it? Can they? Well, speak up. That individual may be weak, but unity is strength. Why do we let the Japanese insult us? Why sit back and let them tyrannize us? Why not unite and fight them? Right, yeah, I never wanted to learn Kung Fu, but from tomorrow on, I shall learn. I'll train till I know how to fight. We all have to train to fight them. And throw them out! 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's right. What about you? What's your favorite scene in this? Oh, I, yeah, I covered mine. Oh, that was water. The Akamura. The water that was by far. But then there were just so many. I mean, really, um, the sign fixing and training montage was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I, in particular, uh, and I think you'll agree, um, her name is Cheng Suosu, but she was the female Japanese badass. And that she was awesome through this whole thing. I mean, each fight she was in, she was so badass. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Oh. I know who you mean. Yeah. Yeah. She. She is there. And she. I. You know. It's funny because I don't really. I don't know what else I've seen her in because I've never. I didn't stop. To, I should have looked that up because that was something I was thinking about when I was watching it. Um, but she was. She was really good. And it's kind of nice that they added that that female. You know, kind of bad guy into this. You know. Yeah. I mean, he he fought a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't see that every day. Yeah. Well, especially in the you know mid sixties. It was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, I messaged you uh, when we were planning this uh, episode that this was dark, and it really was. I mean, we, we talked about how funny Jackie was and how he did all of his stuff, and he he brought his level of comedy to it. And we had that young Sammo Hung. Uh, I got his name here, uh, Chiang Kam. You know, he was the, the kid who was at the same school that was a little bit uh, heavy set, Right. And, you know, he was, he was pretty damn kick-ass, but... Beyond that, that whole ending was just darkness. I mean, every good person got killed by all these people waiting with katanas and stuff. It's so much blood. I think, uh, and I think that um, that uh, you know that ending. Like I said, this film has a different kind of tone to it. I mean, like it's lighter in in terms of of location. You know, it's more open ended, and you got Jackie Chan being kind of a kind of silly and goofy in his you know in his own way but you're right i think what they tried to do at the end of this was sort of replicate what they did at the end of fists of fury and leave it on sort of a note of like you know the the the, the um what am i trying to say the martyr you know create yeah, the martyr wait, out of this. wait you guys don't remember what we did last time do you yeah well <laughs> uh chengton got shot by everybody so guess what we're gonna do to our hero this time yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna really shoot mess. the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah, they were messing around this time. Okay, well, t- as as, uh, as we do, uh, this had the nunchaku. Uh, this had the magic fingers. You know, uh, the well, right, and, and it's, that's yeah. the other thing is the nunchaku. It's funny because it got brought into it, and it was so you know revered and and just like it was so just this like we said this kind of godlike piece of it but it didn't really get used you know to the the fullest of its capacity probably you know yeah and then we had the blood spitting the taste your blood that yeah 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 the cuts yeah so they they did it up in the end they made sure that we were all thinking of bruce as we got to the end of this movie there's uh a yeah and and the and this it's kind of interesting because where this one didn't have a sequel to this film that Fist of Fury Part Two did have a Fist of Fury Part Three, um, oh. that, and there's some. I, I think in Fist of Fury Part Three, there's some elements that kind of remind me of New Fist of Fury. So when we get when we eventually get to that. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, but, um, but, but also with Bruce Lai. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, I, anyway, uh, finishing off, I thought this movie really did have beautiful like uh, uh, scenery, visuals. You know, all the locations, the shore looked awesome it looked like cannon beach here in oregon it just i was pretty impressed in general and and nora mao it's just so great to see her and 
she was adorable. You know, I'll teach you kung fu. I'm like, it keeps you fit. I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, that's totally. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. I think you? working with her is actually one of Jackie Chan's best memories of doing this movie. Was working with her. That's what he's always said. Oh, I bet. I mean, she seems like a delight, and you know, it, it, I feel like uh, the same thing happened when we watched. Um, oh, what was it with uh, Bruce Bruce Lay? It was. The fingers, fingers, the finger book. Bruce's fingers, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, when she shows up, things just get a little bit better. And that, and that's another example, too, with the, the finger book. You know, that's that, that motif that gets stuck into certain films like Kung Fu Fever or Bruce uh, Fist of Vengeance <laughs> or whatever, where they have, since they can't tangibly have Bruce Lee, they'll, they'll find something, an item. This was Bruce Lee's. This was his nunchaku. This was his book. You know, and I, that's another way that they kind of carry along this this idea of Bruce into these movies where, you know, especially in one like this, uh, New Fists of Fury, where um, they weren't using an imitator, per se. They were bringing Jackie Chan in and then trying to stuff him into Bruce's skin at the end. Yeah, dope, completely. Well, I, yeah, I had a question for you. Yeah. Have you gotten an opportunity to look into the finger book? You know, I've been searching for that finger book for a long time because I know there's something in there that's going to be pretty magical. You know what I mean? I haven't seen it myself, but if I could get my hands on that damn finger book, (laughs) everything would change. And it must exist. I mean, there's enough movies made about it. I guess it's out there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, anything uh, new from a new release? No, you know, it's, uh, I mean, the only thing that's new <laughs> will be probably coming from us. You know, we're, we've got a couple films already transferred on the 2K, and we're just, uh, we're trying to get five or six of them. The idea here is we're going to put five or six um, films together um, on Blu-ray, release the individuals, and then we're going to do a box set that's going to have all the prior films released, plus one more that you're only going to get in the box set. It's in their their greatest form of capitalism to get you to buy I guess everything again but um <laughs> but the film that we're going to put in that box set is going to be highly worth it if it works out because it's 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 a pretty rare one so we're we're working on it but um uh the uh, documentary we just uh I went um last weekend and we interviewed uh, Bolo's son which was a lot of fun uh David and um yeah, that's about it. I mean, I've got. I've, it's funny the the films I have to watch now, the Blu-rays that I have to watch aren't aren't released yet. They're scans that we've gotten from the uh, company that took the 35 millimeter films and and scanned them for us to watch. And I'm having to watch a couple different ones. I mean, I'll, you know, one of them I don't think is a big secret. It's the Clones of Bruce Lee, and I'm having to compare it to a yeah. few other versions to um, make sure that we got all the missing. Uh, we don't, have, you know, have any missing pieces missing from it because it was a German print that we got it from, and we have to sync it up with English dialogue. So, uh, no kidding. Well, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, when you mentioned that you were interviewing uh, Bolo's uh, Bolo's kid, I looked up uh, some videos on him, and I was super impressed. I mean, what I mean, he is huge, and uh, the, if if you go out to YouTube and you just uh, what's his name, his first name, David. Yeah, so if you look up David, David Young, uh, it is amazing to see what this guy. They have like kind of a it's like a feats of strength kind of video out there, and it's it's ridiculous, but it's awesome to see him. No, no, I mean he's he's actually I've known him a, a number of years, and I just happened to. When uh, when I was meeting with the producers, I said, "Look, why don't you guys interview David? I mean, he grew up 
with uh you know all of these guys i mean he was around these movies that he was dad i mean his dad would take off and shoot in taiwan or japan or wherever he was going also but you know he went to school with all the shaw brothers guys kids and he would spend days on the set sometimes watching his dad work so you know it was great to get a kid's perspective in a way on on the 70s of filmmaking and some of the bruceploitation films and you know he got to meet a few of them so he was you know he has an experience with them yeah that's awesome. Well, you warned me um, well ahead of ever uh, going down the, the rabbit hole into Bruce Boitation that I was going to see a lot of Bolo Young. And there's a lot of Bolo Young out there. I, I feel like that guy, he was he would just show up for anything. Like, well, Bolo, we want you to just drive a mini motorcycle and, you know, tame a lion. And he, <laughs> there he was. <laughs> he was just, he was willing to show up and be the guy. No, and that's what's cool about doing these with you because, you know, I've been watching these movies since I was a kid and I have like a certain weird affection for them for different reasons. But for you, you're kind of like, what you know, I mean, I know you've had this experience with the samurai films and, and mainstream kung fu films and, and foreign action films that I know you're so into. But it's it's great to kind of get a chance to talk with you about seeing these for the first time, especially like maybe somebody like Jackie Chan, who I'm sure you've seen a number of movies that were made after this. Um, which, by the way, he did do one film prior to doing this where he was a lead in. I think he did in like 71 or 72. But they didn't really release it until later he was becoming famous. And then at that point, they they had a, they did a Bruce Bloitation on Jackie and stuck a bunch of um, like doubles of him. And you know, it's, it's the zaniest movie ever. And it's like you can so tell it's a double. All of a sudden this guy who's hiding his face the whole time and fighting. And I think they called it Master with Cracked Fingers. But the original title was uh, The Tiger of Kwantung or something. I can't remember the exact title, but something like that. And, and anyway, so just, just this was, he'd done that before he did uh, New Fist of Fury. Nice. Well, you said it. I missed out. Um, you know, I was, you, I was way too busy with the, with, the, with the samurai genre and, you know, Japanese, Korean films. Uh, uh, it just, I, I felt uh, it was really my dad's fault. Uh, uh, he was like... You don't want to watch Bruce Lai. I remember I picked up a Bruce Lai movie when I was in the <laughs> video store. He's like, you don't want to watch that. He was like, that guy is just ripping off Bruce Lee. And I was like, what? I was like offended. I'm like, you know, my dad had no context. He was the one. He, he told me so much bullshit about Bruce Lee. You know, he was like, yeah, he, he was the guy just to make up the story. So, you know, as a kid, I, I listened. And now, you know, I'm having to like you know, learn to walk again as, a, as an adult. But good man. Um, I had seen like, I had seen Enter the Dragon and Bloodsport might have, might have been my only two Bolo Young movies. Maybe there's one other sprinkled in there somewhere. So amazing, you know, to, for me to just keep running into him. And he's always so delightful. You know, <laughs> he does a lot of the same stuff, the lifting people in the air. And, and uh, we recently uh, did a recording on, um, oh, what's the one uh it has uh, him as King Kong. Oh, Dragon on Fire, or Dragon, the Dragon and the Hero. Yes, the Dragon and the Hero with uh, Philip Coe. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's there as uh, as King Kong, and it was just so funny to you know the the odd tufts of uh, of chest hair and stuff. And he's he seems like he's such a good sport. I think he does that character essentially in um, Bruce and the Shaolin Kung Fu, which is with a Bruce Lee film we'll get to at some point. But he's uh, he does the same thing. He like drops his arms down and his does his big gorilla imitation as he's walking around. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. That's terrific. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought uh, I, in the end, 
this was a great movie um thanks for thanks for showing no no and i again you know it's like on that what you just said i mean your dad was right in some regards that a lot of these these films were kind of quickie outputs and sometimes they weren't always you know trying to be artists when they'd make these films and particularly with low way it was sort of notoriously was like listening to you know the the races on his phone all the time while he's working and other people would have to go and he would sometimes leave the set and say hey you guys finish the day you know so he you know particularly somebody like him who is sort of i don't want to say the roger corman because i think roger corman even took more of an effort but just that guy who just sort of wanted to get the film done but right. but for right. me again, and I and I, I think this is part of the reason I, I get into these movies is because even though it's some shoddy filmmaking sometimes and just this amateurish amateurish narratives that they have or what have you these giant leaps in reason, there's something so um, sometimes it's depressing. <laughs> sometimes it's just like uh, this sense of right. like like I said of of honoring somebody like Bruce Lee in, in most of these cases where it's not always the producer, but a lot of the, 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 the fighters and the choreographers, the, the choreographer for this, um, you know, was the big boss, you know, the guy that, uh, uh, Han Yun, uh, Han Yun who played the big boss and was in Fist of Fury. And so, you know, a lot of these guys were out there trying their best to, you know, try to give him an honorable, like follow up. But so that's kind of why I like these films. I, I mean, I never will go out and say, "Oh, God, it was so well shot and so well acted." You know, some and there's a few that are. Yeah, no, you've instilled that there's pure magic to these films if you mm-hmm. know what to look for. Uh, if you if you come into this looking for, you know, the the next uh, Godfather, well, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. But yeah. if you come in and you're looking for these like these shimmers of magic, which, uh, like I said, it's things like finding the nunchaku in a box and oh, the uh, and the magic fingers and <laughs> it's just so much magic it's so much cool cool stuff uh but that akamoro scene again is so awesome well good i'm, I'm glad no thank you man i'm glad uh, it was good talking with about you with new fist of fury baby i mean this is a yeah was a fun this, one. Is, this was a good one i i feel like you're spoiling me you're like setting me up with all the really good post-playstation films because you're gonna get me at one point you're gonna be like all right it's time for you to watch Bruce and the No, I actually I've already been thinking about that. I got a couple weird ones we're going to have to go into uh, coming up, I think. Yeah, well, that sounds awesome to me. Uh thanks again. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you for entertaining me. Let me send you out to the opening music of New Fist of Fury. Until next time.